the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Let me know. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. We can talk top business stories. We can talk stock markets. December has not been the best month so far. What's interesting to note about that is I really haven't been paying attention to you. Has my show reflected that I'm not paying attention? If so, I apologize. Um, but it's worth throwing out there. SP 500 is up three. The Dow's up 58. The Nasdaq down three. Um, those are your big numbers today. Crude oil's up fractionally, under $100 a barrel. Crude, in theory, should go lower in the next year. We have more fuel-efficient vehicles. We've got more solar installations. Yeah, there is an angle that manufacturing should pick up a bit, and as manufacturing picks up, that should uh, cause oil to go a little bit higher. But there's also the other story that uh, Republicans seem to be saying, you know, this whole pipeline thing, if you want a deficit deal, a debt ceiling deal, we need that pipeline. It's kind of like, okay, it's looking like Paul Ryan's not going to run for president in 2016. He seems to be making some demands that will upset some people in his party as well as outside his party. But the demand appears to be, you know, we need the pipeline. Mexico is bringing in oil a little bit more open to capitalism. That combination should make North American oil pretty well saturated. Ford lowered their profit outlook, and that hit the whole automotive sector today. Ford shares uh, taking lower today, 5%. General Motors down roughly 2%. Auto parts suppliers were caught in pullback. AMC movie theater chain jumps 8% in its IPO. AMC has the unfortunate problem of being located in big cities. And when you compare them to other movie chain operators, that tends to be a bit of a negative because big cities charge big rents. It's an odd concept, but you have to kind of go with it. Cable Circuit, their shares down 20%. Contract manufacturer. So you want something built, they'll do it for you. You want a new phone, a new pod, a new tablet, a new computer, a new router. You send us the specs. You send us the parts, and we'll put it together for you. So they had a disappointing quarter. Apple, Hewlett-Packard, Microsoft, all kind of negative. 
Now, Oracle trading higher this morning. They're going to report earnings later this afternoon. Housing starts up 22% to a 1.09 million rate. It's not too shabby. Highest rate since February 2008. Surges for single-family homes and apartments. Economists had expected overall housing starts to hit about 963,000, so well over a million is a nice number. Um, still, overall starts in November were up 29% from the same period in the prior year. So housing seems to be rocking and rolling, and that should be a negative in most people's heads. If you're in it, great. If you're not in it, it should be a negative. Where will it lead? Permits for single-family homes up 2.1%. That's the highest since April 2008. Permits in buildings with at least five units dropped 11%. A little bit less on the apartment buildings. So I like seeing the permit numbers. They're good. They're not great. I don't like seeing the housing starts. They're great. They can't become greatest or greater than greatest. It's kind of like, you know, if you were to say, Rob, your sweet spot in running a mile is eight minutes. Try as you might, you may get it to 745 going downhill or being pushed out of a plane. But eight minutes is pretty much your sweet spot. 8.15, 8.15, start to slow down. 7.45, you can't see the break. So these numbers are a little bit tough to compare with on housing starts. They're a little, a little bit too good. FedEx lower today. They said their fiscal second quarter profit rose to $500 million, up from $438 million. Um, you know, the whole drones story and Google robots and Google's driving cars, that seems to be a negative for FedEx. Last year, FedEx was impacted during this quarter by Superstorm Sandy. Superstorm Sandy Duncan, brought to you by Duncan Hines. Um, they expect earnings growth this year of 8 to 14%, which is an increase from previous estimates. I like FedEx on a lot of levels. Uh, I'm not totally in love with it, but I like it on some levels. So December 11th, Bitcoin was around $1,000. Today, it's around $480. I would be very, very, very cautious playing with Bitcoin. It's a virtual currency that isn't backed by an army or a navy. It's a currency that isn't backed by the faith of its citizens. Yes, you can do transactions with it, so it is a currency. People's Bank of China have ordered third-party processors to stop offering clearing services to Bitcoin exchanges. I'd be very, very cautious playing that game. Two big winners in the Mega Millions Lottery Prize. They're going to have to split the jackpot. Jackpot was set at $636 million. It could wind up being $648 million because so many people were flowing into it. It's the second largest jackpot in U.S. lottery history. So the numbers, 8, 14, 17, 20, 39, Mega Ball of 7. Lucky number 7. 20 ticket holders will win $1 million for matching all the numbers except for Mega Ball. So San Jose, California, winner in San Jose. And you know it's, it's going to be a punk, right? Or it's going to be a punk, like a 16-year-old kid who is going to buy a lot of Xboxes. Or it's going to be like this 83-year-old widow that, can't walk anymore and is blind. It's just the way these things work. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Decision day out of Fed chair, Ben Bernanke. Will he start to taper as his last task? Or will he say, you know what, it could wait three months. There's no meeting in January and February. So it's kind of a now or then kind of level. China Mobile said they're still trying to work out a deal with Apple. So that's hurting their shares. Mortgage applications fell their lowest level in more than 12 years. A lot of, a lot of stories inside of stories out there, huh? General Mills missed by about five pennies. Get your calls in the air today. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing and more. A little range-bound trade on Wall Street ahead of that Fed Open Market Committee meeting directive. Treasury yields climb following by the expected housing starts and building permits. That 10-year Treasury means the cost of borrowing. 2.88%. We start getting into, like, are we going to break three? Are we going to break three? We're not quite there yet. Maybe next week if there's good economic news. But keep the idea. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You call us there. It's Rob Black. Your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. Drop me an email. Rob at robblack.com. Find me on Facebook. And your money on AM twelve twenty KBOW. Welcome in, Rob Black. Your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking about things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm kind of in a, how shall we say, uh. Period of watching Facebook. I don't share as Facebook. I'm proud that they're a Bay Area company. Twitter, Bay Area company. Facebook has been edging higher recently. 52-week range of $55. It's been playing with 54 53 55 It's got a very high valuation. Um... One of the things that I'm seeing out there is, you know, usage statistics and friends and family and personal antidotes. I'm reading Wall Street research on it. And there's this wave of users that use Facebook, and there's a wave of users that are pulling out of Facebook. Fortunately for Facebook, the wave of users engaging is higher than the wave pulling out. There's a lot of issues out there in technology. Loyalty, uh, management, private clouds, clouds. Private clouds should be a big buzzword going forward in the future. As people are starting to freak out a little bit about what is being turned over to the government and what's not. Just, again, not because you do anything wrong, but because it just feels kind of dirty. 
So there's some good companies out there that I think you could um, identify with, salesforce.com. There's a, a Marin Software, Palo Alto Software. You know, client dollars under management, obviously, going to be important when you start looking at these companies on who you should you know, be throwing money into and not. We've heard pretty aggressively that what Facebook wants to charge for a commercial is about $2 million for a 30-second, two-day affair. That's pretty impressive because if you stop to think about it, that's kind of Super Bowl. Now, instantly, I bring this comment up and people love me and people hate me. When you go to carry on your phone, you hit your Facebook app, you're going to get a commercial, 30 seconds. Now, you can scroll down and miss it, and that advertiser won't have to pay quite as much. But you're also going to be like, oh, my data plan just got screwed. You know, you get four gigs a month, two gigs a month, whatever you get, unless you're Sprint Unlimited. Like, do you really want to be pushed into a commercial? Most people don't. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, let's see. Just got thrown off. I've got yet another producer. Fun days, huh? Sadly, a regular producer volunteered to run the station. It's basically so he, the other station, so he can basically sleep. That tells you what my producer thinks of me, right? You bore me. You bore me. SP 500 is up two today. Dow's up 53. Nasdaq down four. Um, the Federal Reserve, are they going to surprise investors today? I think that's the big story. I don't think we need to really do anything until then. What does the Fed say? Why do they say it? Kind of angle. Now, we're in for a transition. We've been in a stock market that was too cheap on a valuation basis. Then we got the added perk of having cheap money to supply companies with. Now we're going to be moving into a scenario where the cheap money is taken away slowly through probably a two- to three-year process. Tapering will be one part of it, the buying of debt by our Federal Reserve. Another part will be eventually rising interest rates. I think the rise in interest rates is going to be more of a problem than the tapering. I think the tapering has done about what it can do. Chipotle. I've been quietly growing a pizza chain in Denver for about two years. Pizzeria Locale offers customizable pizzas cooked before customers' eyes in less than two minutes to become a popular in the area. The pizza chain was originally a traditional restaurant until Chipotle founder Steve Ells visited it two years ago. And he was like, what if we did this with a Chipotle format? Make a pizza for you in two minutes. So Chipotle management went to this chain, went to this company, and they spent 18 months helping the pizzeria adopt to a faster format with a rotating hot oven and affordable ingredients. They opened another one. 
I like Chipotle enormously. I, and again, why do I like it? Because it's quality fast food, and people under the age of 35 want quality food. Some people over 35, they don't, they care, but they don't really care. They don't really search it out. But people under 35 search it out. Um, you pay at the counter. You get an 11-inch pie. You pay $6.50. Toppings are fresh mozzarella, fresh prosciutto. People like seeing their product being made in front of them. So the better pizza chains have been competing with the fast casual market. And uh, are they going to open more locations? And would you invest in it? Do you like the concept? Chipotle also opened a Chinese concept in Washington, D.C. a couple, 18 months ago. We'll see if that one works. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, you know what's kind of interesting to me? Is some of the stories we've seen where tirades or bad boys... Cops or robbers don't realize that there's phones now and everything you do is going to be caught. I, I'm stunned that people freak out in public anymore. There's a teacher today yelling, caught yelling at a student, and screaming, you know, you shut up, you sit down. In this day and age, we just can't really not be aware that there's you're going to be taped doing everything. I'm stunned at what people put on Facebook. Um, Chad Burton, CFP Chad Burton, had a friend meltdown during a divorce and basically put everything on Facebook. How horrible his ex-wife was and, you know, how he caught her doing this and how he's devastated and getting drunk at night. And, like, people, that's there forever. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You listen to Rob Black and Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, 2014... Again, we're going to get the Federal Reserve weighing in with what they're going to do on tapering today. Whether they taper now or they taper in March, I don't think anyone really, we're tired talking taper. SP 500's up three, Dow's up 57, the NASDAQ's up fractionally. Ford sees some operating margin target at risk. Shares are falling today. That's probably the biggest story. If the Fed decides to taper, I think you see gold go lower. I think if the Fed decides not to taper, gold could go higher. So that, to me, is not a reason to buy gold. 
in a way, shape, or form. So housing seems to be a arrow or a ribbon in the hair or seems to be positive. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, dividends, again, seem to be positive for the market. People would prefer to get some sort of rate of return, so they're staying away from bonds and CDs, and they're looking towards dividend-paying stocks in the S&P 500. I think the S&P 500 could, you know, get 10% gain easy in 2014 based on an improving job market, based on more people going to work, pushing the economy, consumption. That's about as far as we all want to go and predict. Anything above that would be gravy or something positive happening. Anything too much below it would be a shock to the system or things just didn't develop in the employment numbers. Housing is a big pocket of economic strength right now, but more and more so I see it as the haves and have-nots. Do you have enough of ability to save for the down payment? And if not, maybe you missed it. The Federal Reserve is kind of the wild card here as far as fringe players. They shouldn't have as important of a role in the stock market as they do. But because low cost of money is such intriguing fascination with getting money for a house, with getting money to start a business, with getting money to pay for vacations. Cheap money is cheap money. Last summer, the market swooned when there was rumors that the Fed was going to take that punch bowl away. Corporate earnings, it's not absolute. It is not um, stellar. But corporate earnings are part of a recovery story. And it's not unusual for earnings to grow late in the stock market cycle that we're in. There's a growing confidence out there. S&P 500 commanded a price that was about 13 times the average per share earnings of its constituents over the last year. Now it's at 15 times. So we're paying more of a premium now than last year. Because relative to other assets, stocks seem to be the right place to be. As we move past the credit crisis, as banks start to bring dividends back, as yields start to go higher on treasuries and bonds, we'll see a shift where people go, you know what, I'll take 4%, 5%, 6%, but we're not there yet. Ten-year treasury still sits under 3%. But as that 10-year treasury gets to 3.5%, 4%, people are going to say, you know what, I like that relative safety compared to the stock market compared to the valuations of the stock market. You kind of see how that all plays out, I think. The American Association of Individual Investors, the AAII, it's a group I kind of like. I kind of don't like because there's a kind of a paid relationship there. But they're showing optimism starting to wane. Um, basically, people said, you know, or, things are great, things are great, things are great, things are pretty good, things are pretty good, things are pretty good. So you've got to be cautious on where you put your money in 2014. Do you want stocks? What type of stocks? Do you want retail? Or do you want financials? Technology? Do you want consumer discretionary? 
Uh, do you want chemicals? Do you want industrial? Do you want utilities? Do you want international? I like international a lot. Um, and I hate to sound ridiculous when I say this, but I do like international a lot. It's weird that just a couple of years ago, we're, we all remember making fun of Europe <laughs> and Greece. Remember that great quote that almost got me fired for saying there's, they're riding in Greece and they pulled out the water cannons, thus the Greek riders are getting their first shower, their only shower of the month. That got me into some trouble. Got me into some trouble. For sure, for sure. But the point being is that things are okay. Things are going to totally fall apart. We talked about the Pigs Nation, and you know now the Pigs Nations are sideways to trending higher. The Pigs being Portugal, Greece, Italy, Spain. Um, didn't really fall apart. Ireland. It's okay. Sometimes, you know, you prep yourself for the worst. You see it happening. And then their lawmakers put into effect enough changes that we give them some time, and time heals a lot of the wounds. I can't get I can't get excited about AMC as an IPO. There's a lot of things I can get excited by, but that is not one of them. How about you? I was surprised this week. Um, I got a call earlier this week on a guy who wanted to buy an IPO. And I'm just like, really? 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 Are we back in the 1990s where people are just stupid with the way they approach money? And the answer is yes. It's stupid. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about? You want to talk about the Palm Trio 700? Samsung Blackjack, the BlackBerry 8800, phones that not that long ago were hot and sexy phones, and now we look at them and they're like, you're a functional brick. Um, hmm. I find stories that you care about. It. I can't get into the Obamacare stories right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, but I can't get into it. A lot of reporters say that, Mr. President, these are all good ideas. No, no, no. You know, one thing that was a bit of a surprise, I was looking through television ratings because television ratings, to me, reflect media companies. And there's a lot of data in television ratings, um, how old people are who are watching what sex they are, what they're watching. More and more Americans that I know don't have televisions. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Like, what do you do? Read a book or make love to your spouse? Two horrible, horrible ideas. Or watch TV. That sounds like good times to me. But as I look at the TV ratings... It shows me a lot about cable. It shows me a lot about broadcast, ABC, ABC, CBS, all publicly traded. You know what's driving televisions to stay alive and stay relevant? Stopping us from making more children, stopping us from reading books. It's the pigskin. It's football. Football single-handedly is saving television. And it's not even close. 
if you take a look at the top broadcasts, take a look at the uh, World Series. Ratings are down on a regular basis. Fewer people care. Um, if you take a look at the last, the, the top ten programs of 2013, it was Super Bowl delay. It was Super Bowl primetime. It was Super Bowl kickoff. AFC Championship game, Fox Championship, NFC game. The Oscars squeezed in there. It was an NFC wild card game. It was an AFC divisional playoff game. I mean, literally nine out of the ten top programs we watched last year were, were football. And the Oscars were boring. The Oscars are really good if people get naked. Um, and it never happens. NBC is going to pay $5 billion to carry NFL games in 2014, up from $3 billion they paid last season. Major League Baseball, the NBA, they're interesting. They're interesting, but people are losing interest. You know, the numbers are okay, but people are losing interest. Advertisers aren't jumping to be part of that Miami Heat run. So, NBA Finals seeing a decline in average ratings. World Series seeing a decline. And the NFL continues to rock and roll. More and more young people walking away from the television. My brother David did something fantastic when he had a daughter. He basically made the decision that he was going to get rid of TV in this house for 18 years. So when it was time to watch the Super Bowl, he'd rent a 100-inch screen or he'd go to a you know, local watering hole. There's investments there, and there's investments to stay the hell away from with that kind of trend. You're Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Hopefully you're having a good holiday season. We'll take a break here. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. You take a look at the market numbers for sure. Ta-da. I so badly need another, yet another producer. Bring on ten. Um, wasn't quite ready to hit the numbers. Still kind of explaining the concept of the show. He's new, which sucks because this is an archaic format. Um, I know you're saying three years, ten producers, nine producers. Pretty good, Rob. Oh, yeah, radio, we never let go of anybody. SP 500 up one, sitting at 1782. The Dow up 40, sitting at 15,915. The NASDAQ down six, sitting at 4,017. What's the most discouraging part is number eight decided that he'd rather listen to the other station that our company owns. Uh, basically, it, the people, the content on the other station is uh, all pre recorded tape. And that allows him to sleep for three hours. Showing you again why millennials get that perception of suck, of why people don't like them, that they're not trying to climb the uh, corporate ladder, so to speak. I guarantee you're sleeping right now. So I get number nine. I get number nine. S&P 500 up one. The Dow's up 40. The Nasdaq down six. Today's one of those weird days because it's a Fed day. So seriously, I can go off the air saying, hey, looks like enough day. 
and then the Fed comes along and kind of spooks the market or reassures the market, and it could go 500 points the other direction. Like, it's just that kind of way it plays out. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, this is a nice time of year for me because there's just, like, nothing to do. Um, it's time to enjoy the elements, whether they be cold, snow, whether they be alcohol beverages. It's time to enjoy the elements and the minerals and kind of slow things down. New mortgages in 2014 are going to get pricier, and that's going to be a story. Consumers can expect to pay more to get a mortgage next year. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are trying to downplay what they mean to the markets. It's interesting because I tend not to believe in a lot of government-backed programs, but one that I've always kind of liked is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that make money cheap for banks and thus help encourage home ownership. I think home ownership is a great concept over time. I think it's a huge risk in the short term. And one of the things that we could try to do to get it as cheap as possible, in my opinion, is is have that government subsidy in there on the cost. Maybe not on the tax deduction of the mortgage interest, which could go away this year, 2014. Uh, it's something both Republicans and Democrats have looked at, people who have homes versus people who don't. My friends who rent, they don't get to write off their rent costs against their taxable income. I get to write off my mortgage costs against my taxable income, and that's not fair. It's not. And I benefit from that. Airlines this year and next year, I think it's going to get more expensive to fly. I think that's one of those trends. Mortgages are going to get more expensive. Food has gotten more expensive. Um so the average cost of a domestic fare last year, 356 bucks, up 3.6%. A lot of airlines will actually sell the same seat twice and then figure it out on the tarmac. What's interesting to note about that is if you change your flight, it works out for you, for them, in the sense that they sold your seat twice, now they're going to charge you changing fees. Airlines do some really creepy stuff. Um, I don't know. I like a website called bestfares.com, bestfares.com. I love JetBlue, Virgin, and America, and uh, Southwest, because I think they seem to be the most honest with their customers. Carry-ons may not be free for, the, for in the foreseeable future, but, you know, What's interesting to note about, you know, airlines trying to nickel and dime everything, I get it. They're in the position to do it. What you may not see that I expect, I completely 100% expect banks, like Bank of America, to close all of their branches. I think banking's going more and more online. I think that continues to be a business story. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. And I get a lot of calls. And when we do, they, why are they always the crazy ones? Seriously. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street, they're saying, could be a negative for the stock market. In large part, Martin Scorsese, he always does long movies. He always does narratives by the main character do, talking over the, the film. 
Leonardo DiCaprio obviously going to come out of this smelling pretty good. That's scenario of uh, Stock Hustler, Long Island in the 1980s and 1980s, 1990s. The movie's gotten a lot of attention for the crazy amount of sex in it that they actually had to cut down on to not get an NC-17 rating. The prosthetic teeth of Jonah Hill. But they're saying that the movie could ultimately um, hurt Wall Street because a lot of people are going to walk away from it thinking that's what it's like today. That's always interesting to me, right? Bitcoin's got a major collapse going on today. It suffered a major blow from China. Chinese authorities are clamping down on Bitcoin. I don't get the people that see Bitcoin. I don't get it. It's had the similar rise and fall that gold has had. Um, not that long ago, it was $100,000. Then it was around 900 Then it dropped to 700 Now today, 480 490 It's a pretty big collapse. I would avoid aggressively. Um, because I don't think there's anything to base off of. And that kind of um, lack of physical news, physical uh, quantitative data is troubling to me. But again, it's your money. Spend it however you want. Bill Ackman has lost hundreds of millions of dollars as he shorted Herbalife. Bill Ackman is an activist investor. Back this time last year, he gave a 342-slideshow presentation why he thought Herbalife is a pyramid scheme. He said he was shorted by a billion dollars. He thought the price target would eventually go to zero. He keeps talking about how someone's going to come in and investigate the company and see what he sees. And I say this is exactly why you don't short a stock. To me, Herbalife looks like a pyramid scheme. You sell goods. You buy goods from the company. You get your friends to buy goods. You make more money if your friends sell more product. That's not the definition of a scam, but it starts to get pretty close. Um, so this guy goes short it, Bill Ackman does. And he publicly goes on television and fights Carl Icahn about it and it just goes to show you. It just goes to show you that uh, you have to watch out what you short. Because it may make all the sense in the world to you that someone's willing to buy it. a financial interest market minute there goes the last dj who plays when he wants to play and says what he wants to say hey 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 you're listening to rob black and your money on aim 1220 kdow and iheart radio station Welcome back again. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Final segment of the day. Let's bring in Dr. Jeff Rosen from briefing.com. Dr. Jeff, how are you? Good. How about yourself? 
Good. I'm a little discombobulated. It's that season now where family commitments are starting to pop up, and I forgot about you last segment, so I apologize. That's <laughs> okay. Second time I've ever done that. I'm embarrassed by that. With that said, um, big Fed directive day, and it's already been leaked to me uh, that your briefing.com kind of thinks the Fed's going to do some tapering action in December. Um, I think it's possible. Um, our chief market analyst, uh, Pat O'Hare, thinks it's it's a better than than even chance that uh, um, that they begin to taper. I, I look at the inflation numbers and see that inflation's nowhere near where they want it to be, and it's trending downward. And I don't see how they, you know, I know they don't agree with this terminology, but I you know I still believe that tapering is is a form of tightening, which will reduce uh, buying power, which will reduce spending, which will reduce inflation by even more. I don't see that they can do it just yet, but I think that the other underlying numbers, especially in the labor sector, are definitely there. Okay. What do you think happens economically? Will it be dramatic when tapering starts, either in December or March, if that is the scenario? No, I think the bigger thing to watch is to see how they guide on the um, future of Fed funds rates. Now, the... Like the 10-year, for example, is just a aggregation of all expected Fed futures. So, if you know the market expects Fed funds rates to remain at a zero level for an extended period of time, then even though they start with tapering, you're not going to see much of a change, if any, in long-term interest rates. Now, if they don't issue strong guidance and they still say that uh, you know six and a half percent unemployment uh, is probably the, the potential to start hiking, then you'll probably see a, a big increase in rates because people would expect uh, tightening to happen sooner than later, especially since we're at 7% now, and we probably will see um, a big drop in the unemployment rate in the beginning of the year simply because uh, the end of emergency unemployment benefits will uh, reduce the labor force participation rate. So the big key there is, is to see how the Fed guides on, on Fed funds. What economically seeing are you? What are you seeing economically speaking at the end of the year? We seem to have been saying all year long, jobs will be created, spending will happen. Is it happening the way we want it to? Is it is it real? Is it define it for us? You know, it's tough because the last three years we've been seeing this run up in uh, you know in employment and in spending and in general economic activities towards the second half of the year, only to come in you know Q1 and see a big, you know, contraction in growth. Now, you know, I want to say that everything is great. We're seeing uh, deleveraging efforts could probably start beginning based on household debt levels. Uh, business debt levels are also in line with spending and investment. So we should theoretically see continued growth. However, you know, something always seems to happen that, you know, seems to throw everybody out of whack and things go a little bit crazy. So... You know, right now, things are good. I mean, you're having manufacturing broad-based growth. You're having strong consumption, strong um, durables consumption this month on autos. We'll probably see some more auto gains next year. Uh, you know, everything looks stable and, and, and should be there, but you know, for some reason in January, things just start uh, turning around again. How do you feel about government spending and its role in the economy uh, versus the private sector going forward? 
Well, it depends on when it's done and how it's done. Um, right now, when it's an output gap that's so large, you really want government spending to step in and reduce that output gap. When the output gap is uh, a surplus, when we're overextending ourselves, inflation starts to run higher, then you don't need government spending because you're you know, more likely crowding out private uh, investment. But right now, when we see businesses holding all this cash and we see that there is definitely a demand constraint, you know, people aren't going out and buying things at rates that they normally would given where their income and debt levels are, then you need another person or another you know, entity, for say, to step in and buy. And realistically, that, you, know, you have the bank of last resorts, the Fed, and the buyer of last resorts, the government. And the government, you know, theoretically should be you know, more involved right now in sort of austerity measures, but, uh, you know, stimulus measures. A lot of talk out there about 2013, the haves and have-nots. What do you think talk will be about 2014? Further expansion of that argument, or are we going to create a middle class? Uh, what's the next financial argument you see building? I think that argument's probably going to stay for a while. I mean, one year isn't going to change the relative uh, income levels of different, uh, you know, sectors of, uh, of the population. So I still think we'll have that. I mean, the big question is: is it going to be a populism type government, or is it going to be a, you know, a more, you know, I don't know how to, how to put it, but more universal taxation, more of like a flat tax type deal, where you know everybody pays something closer to the same. I, I don't see much change in you know where that goes. I, I don't see much change in the overall uh, idea of what inequality is and what equality is. So uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to say on this end. Is there a financial story brewing other than the inequality story? Is it, uh, like China was a big financial story for a while. Um, the emerging markets were a big story, the Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Do you see anything that looks high and sexy as a potential topic that we'll be talking about this time next year? I'm hoping it's the considerable good sector this year or coming out in 2014. I mean, you haven't seen any big purchases by households, you know, all year. We haven't seen, you know, actually in the last couple of years, and it's discouraging. And I would think that we're going to start seeing, you know, growth like in, a, in the appliance sector, stuff like, you know, what we normally would spend and replace, we just haven't done it. So I'm looking at that. Um, okay. I really want to focus on employment. I think that's going to be the big story next year. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, briefing.com, briefing.com. We'll take a break here. We'll talk to you in 22 hours. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.